you know, um, uh, and you, 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 leave, you leave your future in his hands. Uh, he'll, he'll take you places that you will never, ever imagine that you would go. You know, and I uh, appreciate that, Brother Fernando. Uh, he will also give the altar call at the end of the service. Amen. And uh, this is Palm Sunday. It is a celebration of the Passover feast. As they were celebrating, uh, Jesus was sitting on a donkey, had arrived at the celebration. And as the people saw him, they proclaimed him as king over them. They never realized that a week later that he would be crucified. No one celebrating in the streets of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday could have known that uh, known victory that was yet to be won on Easter Sunday. God wants us to anticipate the victory that he has for us before we can even see it for ourselves. In John chapter 12, we're going to begin there. Uh, and uh, John chapter 12 through 19. Now listen to the word. And every time you hear the word of God, always imagine. Use your imagination. Uh, and that will help you to put yourself in the place, okay? When you hear the word of God, use your imagination and put yourself in there. It says the next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as at his it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remem remembered that these things were written about him, and they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, they bore witness. They bore. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done uh, this sign. Excuse me. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord God, for your presence. Thank you, Lord God. You're here, Father. And I pray, Lord God, that you would minister to us. You know our hearts. You know what we need to hear. And we came to hear you, Lord. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Again, now again, this is all in context of a celebration that was already going on. They were celebrating what God had done generations before. It was called the Passover feast. God had delivered 
the people of Israel out of Egyptian captivity, you know, the Ten Commandments, you know, and the Passover feast, what it was, it was a reminder of God's faithfulness and of God's promise to deliver them, to give them a future, and to give them freedom. The same goes to us. It is God's faithfulness, and it's God's promises to us, amen, that he, he has delivered us from captivity. He has delivered us from captivity, and he gives us a future, and he gives us freedom. It was festive. It was there was laughter, there was singing, there was dancing, and, there, and within that group, there was a, a, a group of people who had witnessed Jesus doing miracles. Before they came to that celebration, these people hung around Jesus and they saw him uh, uh, healing a blind man, Mar Bar Bar Bartimaeus. And, and they witnessed the, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Now, you got to remember, nobody has ever done that before. The, the, uh, the healing of a blind man, the, the raising of the dead. And, and the people, it was so amazing. And they were telling everybody. They were in the crowd, and they, they were so uh, just amazed by it all, and the awe of it. And they were telling people what Jesus was doing. And not only that, they knew, they, they, they knew that he was coming to the festival. So everybody was stirred up. So when they saw him, it clicked. In their, in, their, in, their, in their hearts and their minds because they were given scriptures. They, they, all the, the Jewish people, the people of God, they always were taught the, the Word of God, the Old Testament. And they heard the prophecies. And, and when, when they saw Jesus come and uh, ride in on the coat, uh, they, uh, it was Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. It clicked to them. And it reads this, watch it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a coat, the fowl of a donkey. The amazing thing about it is that prophecy was hundreds of years before Jesus even came on the sea. Hundreds of years before he was, in, uh, was born. That was always settled in my heart that, I, that when I realized that what I'm reading it was not added to it. It didn't make the, a, a story in the Bible, uh, uh, you know, interesting. The thing is, when the Bible was written at this time to bring in fulfillment of this time, it happened. It happened. And what God speaks to you in the Word of God, He gives you a promise, it will happen. He gives His Word, He gives His promise to you, it will happen. You see, Palm Sunday is that day before the day. It is a celebration before the victory. And the people were celebrating a victory that was won generations before. 
But they didn't know that there was another greater celebration, another victory that was about to take place a week uh, down the road on Friday night. Uh, another victory that would overshadow every victory that they ever known or experienced. Uh, Jesus was about to fight the ultimate battle. And Palm Sunday was a celebration before the engagement. In verse 12, it reads, the next day, a great multitude, I'm going through it again. The next day, not the next day after the celebration. The next day, a, a great multitude that had come to the feast. When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They, they, they cried it out. They understood that there was a promise of a Messiah, a deliverer, a savior of the world. And they desperately needed God to act on their behalf. They couldn't comprehend had no clue what Jesus coming into the world actually meant. That God would enter into history. That God would choose to take on flesh and blood. That God would want us more than we wanted him. God would be willing to pay a price for us. That we wouldn't be willing to pay for ourselves. This promise that God would allow himself to be crucified so that we may have forgiveness and freedom. It's so incredible that there was no one in the world who could ever know what was really, what they were really celebrating. You may be here this evening and you still are not sure of God. You're not sure about Jesus coming into history for you. The promise that God loves you without condition. That God is fighting for you even when you're not willing to fight for yourself. Palm Sunday represents to us what we were created to be. We were created to live in celebration of life. We were created to live in a celebration of God. We were created to live with God who made us and love us. And when you begin to see Jesus, who he is, then you, he will become real to you. But this world does not celebrate Jesus. It's all about Easter bunnies and soft candies. That's all the world is all about and, and new clothes. And petticoats, well, at the time, um, not for me. But, okay, wait a minute. Oh, you got it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Verse 14. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, remember, he's fulfilling all scripture. He sat on it and is at his. As it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, 
sitting on a donkey's coat. The king has arrived. It was something that, that was promised to you that was going to happen. There he is. But you know there was other people in the crowd who expected another king that would take care of the Roman captors. They were under Roman rule, the, uh, the people of God at that time. You see, that Jesus sitting on a young donkey was their king. Some were thinking it countered what they were expecting for Jesus to be king, to be Messiah, to be the savior of the world. He should, he should come on a white horse. There were some that didn't accept him. At first, you may not accept the Lord. And you have a vision. Of who he, you, you don't even have a clue of who he really is. Jesus didn't match the storyline. Even the disciples couldn't make sense of it. In verse 16, it says, His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered those things that were written about him and that they had done these things to him. See, you may not understand at first God's will for your life, but just obey what he puts in front of you. You take the first step, and then the next step will be revealed to you. And then the next one. And then the next one. It's not complicated. I always thought it was complicated because I said my whole life to Jesus. What does that mean? And what he was saying to me, just take the first step. What is that first step that God is calling on you that you, you said no to? You said no. And you're wondering why you don't get any further with God. It's because back here, when he told you to step in this direction, you said no. Everything stops until you take that step. Because he knows what you are in need of in your mind, in your heart, in your body. Verse 17, therefore the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, they bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him. Because they heard that he had done this sign. Oh, this, these, they're talking about those people the, those, that witnessed the miracles that Jesus had done. They were in the crowds and they were telling everybody. They told them that they had seen and experienced. I mean, to, for, to see Lazarus walking out of a grave uh, after four days. He had been dead four days. And they watched 
in amazement. You would fall on your knees right then and there and say, God, I believe. What does it take for you to believe? Why is there so much trouble down in your soul about giving it all to the Lord? Why? What is it, friend? They witness. Those that witnessed the miracles, they were in the crowds. They told others what they had seen and experienced. And the people, when they saw him, they, they, they were stirred. And they, they met him with, with excitement and, and anticipation. And, and they cut down palm branches that they would do for a king. That's what they would do for a king that was entered into the city. They put palm branches. And they shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Friend, people will come when they hear what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Uh, he healed my body. He touched my mind. Uh, amen. And he saved me just in time. Amen. Look at what the Lord has done. When we share with people that there are signs and wonders that have been following after the preaching of the uncompromised Word of God. That's why we're here. We're drawn here because of, of the, the preaching of the Word. We're drawn here because it, it helps us to clear our minds. That's what the Word of God does. It clears your mind. And you hear his voice. you got to hear the voice of God, friend. You, you have all these other voices all around you. And they're, and they're, not, uh, they're not putting you in the right place. Come on, be smart. When we share with people... People will come. If you received a miracle, raise your hand. Anybody here to receive a miracle? If you've been healed by God, raise your hand. If you've been delivered by God, amen, amen, raise your hand. Amen. And as you share it, friend, uh, with others, they will come. They will come. Verse 19, the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, oh, you see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. The Pharisees were in there watching the whole commotion going on. The Pharisees were those that are in charge, so to speak. They were high, uh, you know, they were, were the leaders. They knew about the resurrection of Lazarus. They heard it, but their hearts grew hard because they were concerned about their position. They weren't motivated to worship Jesus or to follow him or to consider them their Messiah. 
Can you see? If you do not want the freedom that Jesus brings, there's nothing that Jesus could do to convince you. For God will not force his love on you. He will not force himself on us. God will love us and fight for us, and he will reveal himself and declare his intent for us. But God leaves it to us to choose what we would do about Jesus. The Pharisees, they became angry, and they were saying, this is getting out of hand. Look, the whole world has went after him. But just think about it. How it would be if the whole world went after him. How would it be if everybody chose instead of hate, they choose love. They'd leave behind bitterness and choose forgiveness. What would the whole world look like if they went after him? The world filled with love. The world filled with hope. If only the whole world would have gone after him. We have. We recognize him as our Lord and Savior. Amen. It was Palm Sunday, and they were celebrating a victory that they did not even know would come. They couldn't imagine that Jesus was going to be crucified, and they really couldn't imagine that he was going to be resurrected from the dead. They're celebrating a victory that had not yet happened. God wants us to anticipate victory that Jesus has for us before we can see it for ourselves. See, there's a mindset where, that you have to have where, where you, there's a mindset where you have, where you have, I think I wrote it right. There's a mindset where you have to win. You have to have, there is a mindset where you have to win the battles before you enter the battle. And that's where the Word of God comes in. When you read it, when you hear it, it will tell you what you need to know day by day, night by night. Palm Sunday is Jesus sending us a message that we will win in the end. This battle has already been won. This war is finished. Because on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. So today, on this Palm Sunday, let's celebrate the victories that have already been won. Let's enter with a mindset. Let Let's enter every battle with this mindset. I don't know what you're facing in your life. You may feel lost. You could feel that you're defeated, overwhelmed, and crushed. 
Jesus wants you to know that Jesus, that he has won the victory before you even entered the battle. You just need to let him speak to you and tell you the battle has already been won. You take that by faith. If you have that kind of mindset, the battle has already been won. My Jesus is already ahead of me. That gives you courage to face what you're facing. It gives you the ability to walk through the storms of life because you know that it's only temporary. That battle that you win is temporary. Even though it seems years, the battle is temporary because all the while you have Jesus and he's walking right there with you. You're never alone. You're never alone. But he's concerned about your mind, about your heart, deep down inside that he's concerned about you. Palm Sunday is a celebration of the victories yet to be experienced. <laughs> 